being cast out by society offers the freedom to live life the way one finds right cope wave of convention and protocol does not stick to the skin anymore one must build his own world according to one's own choice and preferences burden of society does not crumble the spine of one's own morale and conviction past turns into experience not a rule book welcome to my podcast art beyond canvas if you like my podcast please click on the bell icon and follow me this is the atmosphere in which bengal school was born an environment of fierce independence deep reflection and rebellion the breeding ground of bengal school of art was the tagore household and the aforesaid state of being the outcast in a prejudiced and ritual ridden hindu society was prescribed with lucid clarity by rabindranath tagore himself the grandfather of rabindranath tagore was a close friend of raja ram mohan roy together along with few other elites of bengal they founded the brahmo samaj which eventually succeeded in making the british government declare a ban on the despicable sati daho practice in hindu society no young widow would be burnt alive on the pyre of the old husband anymore of course brahmo samaj stood for much more we know about the illegitimizing of the heinous sati daho practice because it was a historical turning point what brahmo samaj stood for was a renewed interpretation of hindu scriptures raja rammohan roy wanted to enlighten the hindu society about the central message of upanishad and the early veda that brahma stands for the supreme godhead the supreme godhead is infinite and eternal and there is nothing beyond the infinite everything in existence is manifestation of the supreme there is no distinction between you and i there is no knife to draw the boundary between hindu muslim lower caste or upper caste because everyone and everything emanate from the supreme this is why hinduism is called advaitavad there is no ditiyo or another in such premise of world view there is no room for worship of any particular idol moreover the infinite cannot be captured in a form after all uh, when there is a form there is a boundary when there is a boundary there is beyond the boundary but infinite cannot have a beyond its border hence brahmo samaj did not advocate idolatry rituals and prejudices you can imagine such a radical approach to life would have shocked and offended the system established through thousands of years and it did so the brahmo samaj had to fight its way to gain popularity it was the higher order of intellectuals and elites to become followers but not the mass the lifestyle of such rebels appeared to be heresy to the larger part of the society In fact even this day such outlook puzzles most of the people I do sometimes have to clarify to people who do not know me well that I am a staunch Hindu they think I am an atheist because I do not follow rituals or believe in various kind of customs 
I do not flaunt five rings with fortune making stones on five fingers in my hand. During the COVID lockdown period, someone who often claimed to have bared his barren soul to the people in the country through the medium of television opened his speech by saying, "Each of you must be engaged right now in holy rituals of worship." <laughs> Strange it was. It felt as if my being Hindu had just been denied by that foolish dialogue. So this is the situation even this day. Naturally, the followers of Brahmo Samaj turned into social outcasts. After the death of Raja Rammohan Roy, Dwarkanath Tagore, grandfather of Rabindranath Tagore, took charge of the movement. And after that, his son Devendranath Tagore took the lead. In this environment of defiance and independence grew up the flag bearer of Bengal school Abanindranath Tagore I spoke about Brahmo Samaj to explain one of the primary reasons that inspired independent thinking among the youngsters of the Tagore family Now let me lay down the social backdrop in more detail It was early 20th century followed by a good number of uprisings already as described in my earlier episode the indian national congress was formed of course it was formed in the behest of the british but soon it turned into the breeding ground of nationalist spirit swaraj and swadeshi movement shook the country swadeshi was about using products made in india by the indians this meant discarding what came from the west The philosophy of Karl Marx in the West was sweeping through the spirit of the intellectual elites of the West. The materialistic framework of the society driven by machines appeared to be the source of evil. Hence, the Renaissance did not look quite agreeable to many. Pause for a moment and think. The entire academic style of art imported into India by the British was the outcome of Renaissance. Therefore a good number of british elites took a negative stand against the european style of paintings and at this time eb havel arrived in kolkata as the superintendent of the government school of art of calcutta havel harbored an anti renaissance spirit and also enjoyed a taste for mughal art and then there was the legendary speech of the monk with a cigar in chicago during the parliament of world religion large section of europeans and americans felt that india's ancient world views were the panacea for the materialistic greed and avarice of the west yes i am talking about swami vivekananda there was another curious factor that came from japan in japan too western academic style of illusionistic paintings made a huge appeal in the beginning During the late 19th century and early 20th century the Japanese artists began to realize that their own original art forms were no less valuable they must retain it with care instead of emulating the west the mastermind of this movement Kakujo Okakura ended up getting introduced to the Tagore family and spent some time in Jodasako Abanindranath Tagore and the Japanese legend visualized a united movement to deflect the crashing blow of the western academic art and put up a unified asian style rooted in the ancient culture of the respective countries in this backdrop there was a desperate need to come up with some original art form that could be coined as swadeshi 
As for the erstwhile legend Ravi Verma, Swadeshi did not simply apply. Even if he painted the mythical climaxes from Hindu scriptures, yet one glances at any of his paintings reminded of the western masters of illusionistic academic art. Moreover, his fame was mainly due to the oleographs produced by the machines he imported. Hence, Ravi Verma fell out of favor almost as soon as he passed away. The question was how to come up with something original. Naturally, the answer was found in the Mughal art. But then Mughal art, despite its decorative attributes, lacked in spirit. Because irrespective of the situation being depicted, the faces were without expression. It fell short while conveying the emotions in the men and women it depicted. Here entered the Japanese technique newly practiced by the Nihonga artists. Nihonga movement was the drive to awaken the Japanese populace about its original traditions. It was the technique of a hazy wash on paper or silk. It was the technique of using the white space. Bengal school quickly adopted the hazy wash technique to instill spirit in artworks that was largely based on Mughal style. Of course, we cannot ignore the subtle hint of European style of depth in three dimensions showing through the Bengal school of paintings all the time. Maybe it was because most of the Bengal school artists were educated by western teachers in course of their early lives. This turned out to be the uniquely Swadeshi art form to set the mood of the Indian art scene for many years to come. In the following episode, I shall explore the lives of the masterminds of Bengal school and the nuances of their artworks. We shall also try to understand if such game changers were commercially successful or not. How quickly did history catch up with the masters?